0: everybody, welcome back once again to the GGWP that is of course the Geeks and Gaming Worldwide Podcast. My name is Pyrotechnics and I'm joined on this podcast by the wonderful, the fantastical, the excellent Chase Wassenaar. And of course, the biggest brain in the esports business.
1: It is Mad Magical. What is up, gentlemen? You, I just want to point out that you said fantastical and then introduced not magical, who you would have had a great rhyme with, but me. Yeah. He, and you know, I don't want to be like, mean about it or whatever. I'm just saying, like, there's there are rules to this. There's a structure, rhyming patterns. I, no, no, we it's just figured out. No, 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 we figured <laughs>
2: out. We just figured out that Pyra cannot be a rapper.
1: He's not a rapper. You're oh, you're you, the rapper.
2: You the know,
0: uh, like you know how like rap casting is a thing that I think is like more propagated than it needs to be. I have never been that type of caster. You guys, yeah, know. I know. Mm. That,
2: it, we are we're, we're just confirming it today. Is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. yeah. But also, biggest brain in the business. How is that not a good rhyme? Biggest that's alliterative, brain? actually. That's, yeah, all that's, like, that's not, not a rhyme. rhyme. That's <laughs> alliteration. <laughs> that is, what? So, I like alliteration. That's
2: fine. That's fine. Look, it's just
1: not rhyming. Yeah. I, look, I, I love kind similar of, kind of rhymy. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it absolutely isn't. Look, man, I didn't get a useless master's in English <laughs> to be slammed. Wait a like minute, like hold this. on.
0: Is it, what is the difference? Because I feel like alliteration is just rhyming at the front.
1: Alliteration of the back. is nope. similar sounds at the front of words. Rhyming is when they rhyme. I, like, the I mean,
2: how do you define rhyming? Uh, rhyming is when well,
1: because it's N Okay. End syllables. So it is just rhyming at the front? It's no, not beca- it's the opposite
2: <laughs> if you think about it. It's the opposite. And also, just so you know, not every letter that begins with that letter sounds the same. I mean, there's a whole- like, yeah. think about the word Always aisle. like
1: bad at the beginning doesn't sound it's like a rhyme, let's, now Let's go it. to the, the
2: good aisle good? in the grocery store, shall we? I mean, we- uh, <laughs> Can I- Can we agree English is weird? Yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm just saying.
2: It's a terrible language. But you can use aisle You're for so alliteration. You're the
1: rest of the world chose to use it. Yeah, okay.
0: All right, fair enough. Um, well, how are you both doing now that we're done berating my lack of English skills? <laughs> I feel better well, now. Well,
1: I'm feeling great now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good. We're off <laughs> to a great start. <laughs> yeah, we're, at, we're 32 episodes into the GGWP and feeling pretty good about it. Of course, I'm here in LA with Chase, Magical. You're still uh, down in the OC, but yeah. we'll hopefully we can get you up next week for the, the 33rd.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And for a, a movie viewing, we, we have do, to see yeah. We have already Mysterious. talked about this before. We this is not spoilers.
0: Well, we didn't, eh, okay, I guess you're right, it's not no. really spoilers. All right, well, fine. If you haven't been paying attention now, uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna get some Hamlet the Vampire Slayer up in here. <laughs> but before we do I can't that, found we that. do need to talk. Yeah, I know, that's amazing, actually. <laughs> we do need to talk about the LCS and all the other leagues that we're gonna talk about. But I wanted to start it off in the LCS because you know we've been doing that a little bit more lately. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to just take a bow now because I was right. Team Liquid are good again. I mean, they've been on like a 3-4 game winning streak. But hey, you know, it's, it's plenty of time to get back into form. But they've been looking good. They've actually been looking good. I mean, obviously, Cloud9 being 12-0 and 0 is still a huge deal. But guys, Liquid are starting to, starting to come back.
2: I'm just afraid. I'll be honest. I'm afraid. I don't want people to now look at how this is going, and just feel like Team Liquid are the number one team, because yes, they're back, but they aren't dominant. And I gotta say that for, I've said this on Twitter before for LCS, is that every team besides Cloud9 looks like they can lose at any moment. This is unlike what we've seen in the past, where it's like, any team can win. They're not playing the best League of Legends we've seen. Like, you look even over the LEC, even the bottom tier teams seem like they'd almost be top tier teams here in the LCS, because they're just perform underperforming. The only two teams I think that look good, obviously Cloud9. We can't argue that. But then FlyQuest would be the other team. I think Team Liquid still look a little shoddy in their shot calling. I feel like Broxa just hasn't clicked yet. People are overhyping tactical. Well I think tactical is someone who's been looking good in Academy. He, We've got a prop. He had a good week. I just that don't was. want it to be the Keith McBrief syndrome back where everyone's like, oh, Keith stepped in and he had this great 2-0 week. And then he never can live up to that hype that people brought well, to him.
0: Ever, everyone, everyone
2: but Chase. It's just, Look. I everyone but Chase. But we'll get to, we'll let, I'll let Chase ramble about that in a bit. But it's like tactical is good. Just do not harp on him if he doesn't perform to that same expectations that you now have to him in the future. Give him a chance to, like, come back and prove himself time and time again. Don't just say, since he's never had the same performance that the first time we ever saw him in the LCS, he's now the worst player we've ever seen.
1: Nah, Tactical's real good. And anyone who's been sleeping on him hasn't been paying attention to Academy for the last couple of years. This is the guy I've been waiting to get a shot. When, when I signed Johnson instead of Tactical, I was genuinely shocked. Um, so I'm glad that he's getting an opportunity here. I think he is a good player. I obviously like you know, it's it's not often that you go 8-0 and 6 in 2 games as a bot laner in this particular meta when you have zero time on stage before uh, this particular series on an LCS stage. Like that's not that, that's very good. And we're not going to expect him to do that every week, but I think he is an LCS caliber bot laner. I think that he should be somewhere in the league and I think that he proved it last weekend coming in with very little time to prep with that main roster and looking quite good. I also well, think well, hey, wait, hold well, on. I do want to correct team- you
2: on that one, Chase. Keep in mind Tactical has actually been scrimming with the team a lot since the beginning and actually he's been playing a lot with Core JJ all since he joined uh, Cl- uh, Team Liquid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to correct that. Different Unless he's scrimming with the main roster? Yes. Like scrimming against the main roster is not I guess. I don't know. It, it's still very different compared to being a starter on a team. I cannot imagine that he's getting more reps than double That's right true. now um, before this week. And he's not going to again. So I, I think that this is trying to prove for the future that he's a guy worth paying attention to. I think he did it. And I think the Broxa, maybe he's not there yet, but I think the growth between last week and this week in terms of the sharpness of their, uh, sharpness of their shot calling, I think we've already seen an improvement. And I think there are reasons to believe we will continue to see improvements in that regard
0: yeah i think it's you know my point wasn't necessarily like hey team liquid are champions again but it's more like they have been improving i think fairly consistently since broxa arrived and they're starting to stack wins against teams that have been uh you know much further ahead of them in standing so this is why they're sitting at like i think they're what like fourth fifth place at the moment
1: tied for third tied yeah tied for, for third. Eight, eight teams in the league are 50-50 or less when it comes to their records right now because North America is a bad region. I, can we just talk about we, how, We've can established we talk about Peter Gunn's tweet uh, about how it, <laughs> once in a lifetime you get a game as terrible as CLG versus Immortals? Oh, God. When it comes oh, to I was strategies. cringing, actually physically
2: cringing watching that game. It hurt to watch and say, this is
1: LCS. It might be the worst game I've seen from an alleged major region since Renegades vs. Dignitas. I mean, that was just... What the heck happened? I think you're
2: right. I think this is on par with that game. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm used to disappointment whenever I watch CLG. Um, I expected more from Immortals.
2: I didn't. No, no, no. This is proving to me that people were wrong when they started overhyping Immortals. I'm like you yourself. the top three team! Hold on, hold on. You're a, I. What did I say at the beginning of this whole rant that I had? I said, this is the worst we've seen in North America in a long time. Every team but Cloud9 has a chance to lose. That, because Immortals is third means nothing to me. That doesn't mean they're a good team. They are lucky that this is a bad split for North America. The worst that we've probably seen in a very, very long time. And this is But Cloud Nine might be good, and they're twelve and cloud up. Cloud Nine true. might be good. That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I still think Liquid. I still think Liquid are going to challenge them uh, come playoffs, but they need they need a little more time in the hyperbolic time chamber. Again, this is a prediction that I made uh, uh, in in a piece now hosted on Unicorn.com. Yeah, I it's a, published a good one. Author. Thank you very much. I, I'm really bad at marketing, but. Um, you know, hey, extra effort, right? It got better, it for did. the record. Okay. <laughs> Yay. I'm going to keep spamming it. I did, I did say a last retreat already. But anyways, I guess what I'm saying is like, I look at the league right now, I think, I think Liquid have what it takes to kind of rise above, and we might get a finals be Liquid Cloud9. I don't know if Cloud9 will continue uh, going undefeated, but for the foreseeable future, that's definitely going to be the case. These guys are real good. And I am curious to see how things shake up come MSI.
2: I think that'll be their uh, first we test. Have oh yeah, I if mean, we have it, we'll him have MSI.
0: it. But it may be in the LCS studio. We'll see.
1: We're, we'll see. We'll see. We'll It'll see. happen. It'll happen
0: somewhere. Riot'll let it happen. Speaking of things that are happening, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna undercut LEC discussion really quick because we should talk about what's happening back east. The LEC is back, or the uh, LPL is back on, but the LCK is not. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting turn of affairs. Obviously, for those of you not paying attention to the news or not seeing it, um, the LPL, which had previously been suspended due to fears of uh, contamination over the coronavirus, uh, is going to resume very shortly. And the LCK is shutting down for the exact same reason. This is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean,
1: ultimately, when you look at this, right, we shouldn't be— particularly surprised the coronavirus news has only been getting worse when you look at korea and it's yeah it's been
0: moving to other countries uh, and
2: so you know be if Europe. you
1: want to learn more there's a really interesting article about how a cult is responsible for a significant portion of the spread in korea which has been a fascinating wait story what to follow. Whoa, yeah. wow you gotta uh, we gotta link this
2: hold on that is interesting yeah, we we'll yeah, put no, that I, in the show I notes. I have never heard of this, but this was yeah. A, uh,
1: by the way, uh, mutual friend Shay almost got recruited by oh, this wow. cult oh, God. during his okay. time over there. It's an amazing story for a different podcast. But if you
0: look at— If you want to know the full story, tune into the K-Pop Shenanigans podcast.
1: Hell yeah, our sister show. It's also really link in the description. But, you know, you look at the LPL, right? And eventually they're just like, there's too much money here. We have to play something. We'll play games online. Meanwhile, in Korea, online games are just something that culture does not embrace as a serious competitive game. You know, this is something where you look at, like, Professional Starcraft, you look at the eSports... They all re- started
0: in PC banks. The whole yeah. reason eSports existed is because people wanted to come together and play stuff mm-hmm. in yeah. the same
1: place. K- Korea would not accept those results as equally valid to those played in the studio, so they're not going to play. And I'm not sure if they will stick to that, if this keeps going as long as... We fear that it will. Obviously, a lot of this is uh, up to uh, medical advances and things that are far beyond anything that esports can control. But it is going to be one of those that's fascinating to watch as you see each of the leagues taking a very different approach as to how to move forward. I, I just think, and, and to tie it back into MSI, I wasn't joking. I genuinely think that that event is in danger I right do, now. Yeah. I, I, I agree with I I don't you. know how you fit it in. Like, at the very least, there's no way Riot is going to hold an event with an empty stage like IEM Katowice was this weekend. Like, that's Riot's nightmare, because they care so much about the live engagement and making sure that they have these on-site locations and these big things they can do. Like, they're not going to pay a whole bunch of money to have MSI when they're not able to take advantage of that. I... We have seen from them that they do not prioritize international tournaments for the sake of having international tournaments.
0: No, you're right. It's about getting butts in seats and having that spectacle. So there is a concern there, but I I feel like Riot will want to have the event, even if it's a, a scaled down version of it. Like we've seen Riot take the approach in recent years, not because of anything about the coronavirus or anything related, but they have scaled down at least portions of their events. MSI partially was in the LEC studio I believe, last year. Yep. Um, And I I wouldn't be too surprised if, you know, based on concerns about filling venues and and the short time frame they're working with, that they wouldn't just, you know, pull an All-Stars 2017 or whatever, 2016, and just host it at the LCS studio. That's what I'm expecting. Like, it's entirely possible. It has space. It's not big or great or anything, but... I, I feel like that's better than cancelling MSI. Uh,
1: how are you getting the visas for countries that are shutting down their borders that's, Well, that's a problem. That seems like yeah, a concern, like there's, if there's a are of to centralize concerns. it all in one location. Oh, and by the way, how do you think all these players and teams and managers and all this staff are going to feel about localizing all in one central area when Los Angeles is being cited as one of two places the epidemic is most likely to break yep. out here stateside? I'm just no, throwing I, those things see, out there as reasons why the LCS studio is not necessarily No, no, I'm with Jason on easy this one. I
2: completely years. agree, and uh, th- I am worried. I am very like to take Chase's catchphrase. I have concerns, and the concerns are valid. I want people to stay safe. I think it's unfortunate. I'm you know esports guy. I love talking about League of Legends. It's my favorite thing. But I'd much rather people be safe and then have MSI even play if that's the case. If we have to choose between the two,
0: and they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it online. And there's no yeah. way. There's just no yeah, way. Um, it's, like Chase like it, said, it's it just point. getting the it's visas, getting
2: people in. It just unless. We have yeah. a miracle happen within the next two months. I think the best course of action would be, uh, and people could throw this as a weird, like, where where are you getting this from? Is if we bring back a format, almost like how ESL used to be way back with IEM, and we just have these random tournaments that almost help to fill MSI back all the way off in like June and stuff, and then... Rift Rivals.
1: Scrap yeah, Rift Rivals scrap, is gone, scrap Riff Riff the rivals because th- get that. That is the thing they will cut. A hundred percent. If they have to cut one of those two events, Rift Rivals is gone. They oh, already it, cut it in all regions. Oh, it's definitely, two. it's definitely,
0: it's definitely. I guess what I'm saying is like, if, if we aren't having, if we aren't going to have MSI, which it sounds like what you guys are talking about, I mean, that, that does make a lot of sense because they'd be wanting to like maybe try to plan and hope for worlds would be on. And then this, you know, this threat would die down by then. But um, if it comes down to it and the choices, you know, have some tournaments or, or nothing. Having tournaments where people aren't traveling very far uh, probably seems like the more reasonable Mm -hmm. option. So having a series of localized tournaments, which basically was what Riff Rivals was, Mm -hmm. I don't care what you call it, that might be an interim plan. Or they just don't have anything, which obviously is not great. But I mean, due to the global nature of esports, you know, this this coronavirus threat is a bigger problem than it is even in, in traditional sports.
1: Yeah, we're going to learn a lot about how people want to deal with it. You know, it's been interesting, obviously, on a personal level. Like, one of the two concerts I was meant to go to has been canceled. The other one that's actually sooner hasn't said a word. I don't think that there is a standardized approach as to how these different entities and different companies and different countries want to handle it. And I think right now, the the big key is going to be figuring out the legal barriers to make it happen. Because at the end of the day, people are social creatures. And we're going to want to congregate for events. We're going to uh, gravitate towards being in spaces with each other. I think at some point, the move will be to go from complete avoidance to mitigation to partial solutions. And it's just—it's a timeline that's completely out of most of these companies' mm-hmm. control. Um, I do not envy the situation they're in, but I'll say this, uh, it's a lot better to be canceling for good health reasons and understandable uh, concerns from a logistical perspective then why another company that we'll talk about later in this podcast has had to postpone all of their tournaments. Some
0: foreshadowing up in here. Yeah. That's my line. Um, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was big brain. Uh, <laughs> we're going to discuss that, but I think... While we're still on the subject, do we want to talk a little bit about previewing the LPL? We got one week of it before it got shut down. It's obviously going to kick off, um, I believe, this this weekend on the 8th Mm -hmm. uh, on Sunday. Um, Do we we want to talk about teams we think are strong there? Do we want to just move it over to Europe? What do you guys want to do?
1: It's so hard to tell right now with the big pause that we've had. I I think you look at the JD Gamings, the Invictus Gamings, the top esports. I think all those teams are going to be very good. I think FunPlus not looking very good in the first week of the season is probably an aberration, and I mm-hmm. wouldn't expect that to happen again. Uh, middle of the pack, you could sell me on just about anything. I, I have no idea. Because here's the thing. One of the biggest factors that we haven't thought about is that so many of these teams were regionally based. Uh, if you were on, in one of the cities that was completely locked down, uh, good luck practicing in the same gaming house sure. as your teammates. Which teams had the best environments? Which teams? You know, there's a lot of factors going on that i it's hard to predict as a result. But I think the good teams, when in doubt, trust the good teams and trust the veterans who know what they're doing and have been there before.
0: That's totally fair. Uh, Shall we move on to Europe, then?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Magical, do you want a big brain? Uh, I mean, I was just going
2: to say, the the best indicator that we had was, I think it was uh, BP, uh, Bloody Penguin. He did the streams of some of the scrims for LPL. Uh, I believe that was back at like the end of, fe- of February. So he just did a couple scrims, and JD Gaming looked like a strong team. Sooning was pretty decent. E-Star is not looking as claim same with Victory 5. So, and the Top shorts kind of are this team that's like, they are hit or miss. They can have these amazing performances, sometimes night, mid lane, probably the best mid laner in LPL, but he is so hit or miss. He sometimes pops off and sometimes just ins his face off. So, you're not sure what you're getting out of that team.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Um, but uh, I guess we're going to have to find out uh, how things stand when we get back to the LPL this upcoming weekend.
1: China, unpredictable <gasps> and inconsistent? Wow. Never. Never. Yeah, this isn't
0: really their fault this time, but what are you going to do? Let's, let's, let's talk about the LEC. Uh, we obviously checked in last week, and the way things kind of stood were a little bit different. I think Misfits were rated a little higher. They had a rougher week. Um, G2 Esports got a couple of easier wins against some bottom-tier teams. Uh, Fnatic kind of moving their way on up. But apart from this, the standings don't look a whole lot different than we've seen mm-hmm. previously. Have there been any big surprises for either of you guys uh, over the developments in Europe?
1: I think last week uh, Origin solidified that they're better than all the teams below mm-hmm. them. I think their win against Rogue was really impressive. And I trust me, I'm it's not. <laughs> long for I know, really I know I say you that. hate to
0: say that. Yes,
1: I'm not. I'm not having a great time with that piece of information. But it is undoubtedly true. That team just looks real solid. I, I think that that is a team with a lot of veteran talents coming together, and unlike you know nuke duck teams in the past, I, I think this team has a little bit more consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to keep them uh, keep things pretty reliable. Destiny I,
0: best OC import.
1: Yeah, I mean the competition was just so fierce. You know, yeah, there's so many much. good other OC imports. Hey, to compare against. Don't
0: you don't you don't you sass my boy Rioma?
1: I. I already did. Yeah. <laughs> I have some bad did. news yeah, for I, you. I, I have
2: some bad news for you as well. He is definitely disappointing. But not Destiny, Destiny is uh, not. Yeah, Wait, hold
1: yeah. on. How can it be disappointing when you had no expectations? Ayo! Oof. oof. <laughs> big big Please oof.
2: Do not drop
0: the mic. <laughs> big oof. Um yeah, but okay, but Destiny, Destiny good. Also Destiny good. Nuke Duck very good. And uh you know, I'm just going to just gonna throw it out here because it's what we have to do every time a team he's on is doing well. You're the duck question
2: mark. I let him, let him actually win LEC first before I actually decide that. I'm a am a caster magical. Same. I make
0: <laughs> large statements to try and drum up some hype. I I'm always excited for a Nuke Duck team. It's obviously it's going to it's early. It's the spring, but a 9-3 record for Origin is real good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, pieces are coming together. I think playoffs in the LEC is going to be real close.
1: Playoffs is going to be good, man. Like you look if you look at the format that they've got, which I still believe is the best format that they've thrown out there, you're talking about an opening round best of five between Mad Lions and Rogue. That's where we start. Like, how fun is that going to be? You take your combination of, like, you know, Fnatic, G2, Origin, two of those three teams are going to be in the 2v3 match almost certainly for the opening round quarterfinals. Misfits is kind of sneaky in there. Um, I, it's just a it, lot of really interesting best-of-five matchups. And I, I think all these teams, you know, I make fun of North America for having, you know, eight teams that have a 500 record or worse. You know, Europe has seven teams with a 500 record or better. These teams are close. These teams take games off each other. I don't think we're going to have a 3-0 in that playoffs. And that is exciting. I, I think
0: that's, that's, that's the good thing is there's a lot of parity here at the top and not at the bottom, um, Things obviously have time to change, but I think we have a very clear separation of who's good and who isn't. And I wanted to get your opinion, Chase, especially uh, about Rogue, because this is a team that kind of has done, I think, some pretty impressive things, even in recent weeks, but obviously, you know, are getting outclassed by some of the teams above them. How are you feeling about your boys right now?
1: Uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine.
0: Is the house on fire and you have a cup of tea? Is that, that the kind of fine it is? Or? It's
1: fine. No, I mean, look, I, I said it last week. I, I don't think my opinions change. I have, I have concerns about Finn. I think in this meta, you need a strong top laner. You need your side lanes to be in a good spot. I'm not feeling great about him. Uh, I think that Inspired is flawed uh, in his pathing. I think people are starting to figure him out. Uh, I think that he is too talented for the uh, just good junglers in Europe to catch him out. But I think when you look at the great junglers, the, the veteran junglers like Xerxi, who— really understands, you know, may not be the most aggressive guy, but really understands how to manage early game resources and neutral objectives, that's when you see Inspired start to come up a little short. You know, for me, if I'm looking at it this way, I think that Freddy122 is a guy I trust to draft well on best of fives. I think that Rogue has often found themselves in cases where a better draft would have fixed or at least significantly helped things in a way that you can make adjustments in a best of five that you can't in a best of one. And I would also point to the fact that this is for Rogue. Like, As long as they make the playoffs, if they can sneak into the four spot, which I think is doable. I don't think Misfits are untouchable. I don't think they're better than Fnatic G2 or Origin right now. But if they hit the four spot, then they're they're, they're a little bit tricksy. They can they can catch the people off guard. Hart, Han, Hart Larson can have a pop-off game. Hans Salma can have a pop-off game. They can mess with some teams. But they've got to get there. They've got to make sure that they lock in that spot. What they don't want to do is fight their way through the loser's bracket because that's a lot of young players who are going to be nervous in that spot, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Magical, do you, do you have any thoughts uh, about Rogue or about any of the teams kind of fighting it out in that, that, that part of the Well, bracket? I will
2: say, you know, being the big brain that I am, this is pretty much playing out exactly how I thought the LEC was. The top three teams are, in my opinion, like well above those in the next three slots. Fnatic, G2, Origin, I think... Even though they've dropped games where they really shouldn't have, I think are well above, say, Misfits, Mad Lions, and Rogue. I even though I think that those three teams are very strong compared to the next four teams. The only one Excel is kind of exceeding expectations, but still, I don't think that they're that like they're comparable to Rogue, Mad Lions, or Misfits. There's just a big gap between the those three and then the next three, in my opinion. And I don't have the most confidence for Rogue getting that far in playoffs. I think Chase is right. The best that they can really hope for is getting that fourth place and seeing if they can squeak through that way. But I think that it's going to be hard. I think Mad Lions are a team that's doing really well, and Misfits are a team I completely mispegged going to this one. Febben has finally looked like his old self again. I got to say, I'm proud of him. I didn't think that he'd have it in him after his trips over to NA and then last year on Misfits where it just looked absolutely pathetic. This year he looks like how we remember him back when he was on Fnatic back when he was that one of the best mid laners in Europe. I wouldn't say he's the best mid laner in Europe right now. There's, uh, I mean, there's perks. There's there's too many to really look at. Even Nukedak just better than him. I think that he's got good competition coming in from Humanoid, looking pretty consistent. Larson, I think is better I mean, than him. Still got,
0: still got Caps who could probably roll swap. Exactly. Back in if he so it's like
2: to. I wouldn't put him at the top, but he is definitely consistent and the. The fact that he's able to lead a lot of these rookie players in this season and everyone's starting to look like they're meshing makes me wonder if Rogue are even going to be able to get that four slot or if Misfits are going to be able to pull out ahead and try to see if they can even contest to get into the top three.
1: Well, we're going to find out a lot this Mm -hmm. week, right? Because Rogue has a game that they should win against Vitality and then what should be a very close match against Mad Lions. Meanwhile, if you're Misfits, you should take care of Business Excel and then you've got a tough match. Exactly. That's going to be the big so. test
2: on if they can break into that top 3 or not. If they have even I'd say a close match where it goes to like the 40 minute mark against Origin, there's good potential even if they lose this game that game. That maybe in playoffs it'd be a little bit different, but if they lose to XL, to me that means it's it's over. Rogue is going to pass them.
0: So we've got that, but I also want to highlight uh, a very exciting game. It it doesn't matter what iteration of either team it is. G2 versus Fnatic is coming up at the end of the week, too. And I think that's something we should definitely turn our eyes to, to see how, you know, we might get a team pulling ahead of the pack.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing about G2 and Fnatic is that I can't wait to watch the best of five in the playoffs but I know I'm getting that best of five in the playoffs. It's a preview, Chase. It's a preview. <laughs> I've seen it before. I've seen this, this specific episode. Hey, I've episode seen this one
2: before. Many the, times. How have you seen it? It's it, brand new.
1: Look, it's a, it's a good <laughs> episode. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. Um, I think there are some good actors involved. I, it's, it's an entertaining show. But it's hard for me to get as hype about that as I do about, when you look at Misfits, Mad Lions, and Rogue, those are three new teams. Even Origin. like Origin are a team that like, has put together different versions of the roster but never completely sealed the deal. I think what those teams can be is a more compelling storyline than, oh yeah, these are the top two teams, as they have always been and seemingly always will be, so say... The kings of Europe Different
0: down. different people perks roles. How spawns, many different players 20. are there? How you many? Got, you got a new jungler on Fnatic. One One <laughs> out of ten. That's why I gotta say
2: Origin versus Misfits. I guess I'm Far a sucker more for hype. the stuff that I like. I clearly you guys aren't. Far more okay. hype is Origins <laughs> Misfits that that same day that same day and it's the first yeah, game
0: I, of no, the day. I, I agree. That's that's a really exciting that's a really exciting game too.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so there's lots of good stuff in LEC this weekend. I think that's what we can agree. on. Yes.
1: Yeah. Cool. Great. It's almost like it's fun watching like actual regions
0: with uh, good teams. And on that note, let's let's go ahead and take a quick break. Okay. Let's talk about blue here at the GGWP. We use blue microphones on every episode. And I got to say, they are so easy to use and they sound great. That professional audio quality you're hearing right now. That's a blue microphone. Their Yeti USB mic is the internet's most popular microphone And they have a full line of premium headphones that deliver amazing sound with a unique and super comfortable fit. Blue's award-winning products help countless podcasters, musicians, YouTube creators, and Twitch streamers find and amplify their voices. Learn more about Blue at bluedesigns.com and use the code GGWP in their web store for a 20% discount at checkout. Alright, we are back from the break and we are still going to be talking about games coming from good old Rito. But uh, this is going to be a brand new one. We finally... As of this last week, learned, um, well, like two weeks ago, I think, learned the name and also a rough release date of Project A. It is officially going to be called Valorant, which is kind of a callback to Valorant, the continent that League is on, but it takes place completely differently. It's a near future apocalyptic scenario with people with superpowers that also shoot guns, and I've definitely not heard that anywhere before.
1: Definitely not. Original idea, do not steal. Any other game, yeah.
0: Especially any other hero shooter, yeah. Um, well, but look,
1: look, man, it's hard not to take ideas from the success that was Paladins, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> really happening. I can't how think how any can think of many other examples than that. Uh, <laughs> all,
0: all jokes aside, this game looks freaking. It cool. does. Uh, all the stuff we've come out about it, uh, that's come out about it this this last week, I am, I am beyond excited uh, in a way that I haven't been, for, honestly, a long time about new games. Like, I've been, like, cautiously excited for, like, this and that and the other thing, but, like, Valorant looks good. It's still kind of, like... The graphic-wise, is still kind of, like, what you might expect from Riot, but that's a deliberate design choice, I think, because they want to run on a lot of machines.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think that's, like, the whole idea, is to make it so it could just go anywhere and everywhere. But for me, it's, like... I actually got started on shooters. I used to be really big into Halo, into the Call of Duty franchise, before I actually moved over to League of Legends back in 2010. So this is like a callback to my roots, my original roots back when I was a console player. And so I'm really hyped for this. I never really got that into CSGO. I played a little bit, but I kind of like this because this reminds me a lot of Team Fortress 2. That was a game I really loved. It was like, one of the games I played on console when it had the orange box, and then when it, I, I learned about PC and I got a little bit better laptops, I started playing it on my laptop. So I'm super hyped that has that kind of feel, even with the graphics. That's what, to me, it looks like. It looks like a Team Fortress 2 kind of style in the art style that they're going for. Plus, I like that they're adding, like, it, for those that don't know or haven't heard, how they're doing the abilities in the game. is not how Overwatch did it where you could just spam it at all the times when the, you have the cooldowns off. You actually have to pay for them like how you have to pay for guns and a user economy in CSGO. So each round you have to be able you can buy these things and know how, but you have to be able to know how to work your economy so you don't just spend it all and then you die that round and you lose it all for the next round. It's really interesting to see how that's going to be able to flow and make it so it, to me this might be not the CSGO killer, but like something that definitely is up there with it.
0: I think that's, a, that's an interesting take for sure, Chase.
1: Yeah, I mean I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I think that the game it is most like from what I've seen so far, is a Team fortress, because it, you do have class abilities, but it is still focused around.: there, There's a bit kinds of, of, of apex in there,
0: like being able to ping stuff, like everything on the ground. I yeah. think they've taken a lot of positive lessons from a lot of these like hybrid shooters. Yeah, I mean, um, certainly the
1: buy menu looks very, like, a sleek version of what you see at CSGO, and I love what they're doing with that. I do, you know, I understand that there are people who are not a fan of the fact that it looks like one of the heroes it is going to have, like, a Mercy-type resurrection mechanic. But it is a skill shot, uh, and I think that does make things a little different. Well, and you have to pay for it's it, not it's
0: necessarily, too. like, the only broken thing. And, yeah, and no, the, the, the The fact that you buy certain abilities in the game, like, that, I think, is an interesting take on it, because it it, it caps your... Your usage—it's mm-hmm. not like a free every—you know—if you shoot enough, you charge it up like an Overwatch. Like that doesn't happen.
1: It—it it does not have the problem. You know, Dota two players that I talk to often complain about League of Legends that way when it comes to Flash. The Flash is such an essential spell, and everyone has access to it, and there's no trade-off to not take it, with the exception of like one or two champions in one or two very specific positions, right? Um, that is not going to be a problem here because of, like you said, that limited use to it. So I do think that's good. I, you know, I joke here, I haven't said Overwatch's name, because really, why would you? But at the end of the day, the one big advantage that this has over Overwatch is that it's spectatable. That, to me, is something that we don't talk about enough. You know, Overwatch was made, and I, and I don't necessarily say this as a negative, because I think there are some gameplay reasons that make it quite good. But Overwatch is a more chaotic game. There are a lot of abilities going on all the time because it does have more of that MOBA feel to it. It's a shooter that has MOBA elements. Um, And so it's very hard to spectate. It's very hard to keep up with. And that makes it very hard for people to just come in and watch the way that you can come in and watch CSGO. You don't have to have kept up with CSGO to watch, say, I Am Katowice, Mm -hmm. which I know we'll get to later. And I think Valorant is going to feel very similar in that the pace of the game is faster than a CSGO, but still slow enough that we're not going to be constantly inundated with spells and visual effects that clog up the screen and make it really hard to follow what's going on. Um, I will also say, and, and I'm kind of curious to get your responses to this, because the two of you are casters. I am not. But I have been... A little bit frustrated with people such as Monte Cristo who point out, like, oh, look at all these casters saying they're gonna get into Valorant when they've never played the game, as if casting isn't a job where you pursue opportunities when they become available and new games, like, like this whole idea to me of like, oh, you should only cast a game that you love seems very elitist. To it me. is. Am I like? How do you guys feel when you see that kind of advice? Floating I mean, around? I, you I already said
2: cool. I think it's elitist personally. I think that you're right, Chase. I feel like. It, it's a one, it's a job. We, we all casters should take it as a, a business opportunity. You should be looking to cast the new thing because you want to be able to stake your mark and be a part of that market. In case, like for me, I'm a big League of Legends person, been playing it for years. Of course, I would love to get involved with Valorant because I talked about how it goes back to my roots. Do I know Valorant yet? No, I'd have to learn. That's the whole idea. Maybe I'll love the game, maybe I'll get really into it. So, you can't just Say, oh, because it's new, and you've never played it, you shouldn't want to do that. It's like, no, that's actually why. That, to me, that's why you should want to cast it and pursue it. Because it's new. Because maybe you love it just as much as the thing you had done before. Maybe not. Maybe it doesn't stick. Like, I wanted to cast TFT at first. I started looking into it. I like playing TFT. I still want to like, do that. I, ju- <laughs> I love playing TFT, but I don't think I could see myself casting it. Everyone knows me. I'm the, the hype guy. I'm the rap god. I'm the guy who talks fast the tft you don't really get that so it's tfts right it's not that's not a me kind of casting thing but i love to play the game i enjoy to play it and i feel like valorant might fit more in my wheelhouse of being able to speak faster in the fast-paced action situations as well as getting hyped in the moments and then trying to talk about more of the color aspects with my uh, uh, co-commentator at the same time of the downtime that feels like a good fit for me but i don't know until i finally play it and cast it. So I'm going to be hyped about it until then.
0: Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Um, I think there's a couple things going on here, right? Like what you guys talked about with, you know, Chase, the statement you talked referred to specifically about Monty saying like, oh, you should only, if you love it, blah, blah, blah. Also kind of, kind of ridiculing people and, and ribbing people for like, you know, everyone's getting on board with it. Cause it's not just casters. It's also like literally every FPS player. And it's, it's a big, bu- it's swag a big, swag retired
1: swag retired from CS:GO to become a Valor. Yeah, Pro. Even and the game is that's now. ridiculous. It's kind
0: of crazy. Like it's, 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 I think, I think there's something to be said for people like jumping the gun, but we also live in a social media age where, you know getting yourself out front and center and loud as soon as possible is sometimes the only way to get noticed or at least the perceived way to get noticed i personally have been saying like i'm excited but i'm also like i know i'm not going to stand out from the crowd and i also know that if i want to have a chance to like commentate this game which i very much do because first off i want to like commentate more fpss like especially traditional fpss it's just a lot of them are very crowded spaces uh, if i you know if i could do anything it'd probably be counter strike right now but like, Valorant is kind of a a fresh start in a lot of ways. Yes, Ever wants to get in on it, and me, like, going crazy posting about it way before the game is even out isn't going to really do anything for me. I think what's going to be important for me to, like, really delve into this is to just, like, absorb as much as I can about the game while not necessarily getting too caught up in, like, all of the hype and all of the people talking about it, and just, like, trying to learn what I can, and then to just try and play it and make connections with people that are playing it and, and, you know, and the developers obviously like I have some connections with Riot but it's not like I can just you know message friggin' Brandon Beck or whatever and be like hey give me job please because that's not how that works that's not how any of this works but I think if you, if you genuinely do enjoy something it'll make it a lot easier to pursue it in terms of work it's just whether or not there is work there available that, that remains to be seen because we don't even know how big this esports scene is going to be but we do know that Riot's going to push for one and they so far have a decent track record with League of Legends, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also not rushing to get to the front of the line because, you know, you're gonna be camping out in the front like it's a new iPhone for like four months anyways. Yeah. Might as well just go at your own pace.
1: Well, we were about to have a big streamer preview event, but uh, coronavirus. So. Yeah,
0: that, that happened, so that's another issue. But, you know, what can you do? Viruses suck. Yep. You know yeah. what?
1: App, you know, you should go away, coronavirus. Have you ever thought about that?
0: Yeah, coronavirus needs to leave. Bye. You've overstayed your welcome, boy. Bye. Um, <laughs>
1: Fill in of the podcast, yeah. coronavirus.
0: That's our first rival. We're just, we're just calling it coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys,
2: let's stop drinking Jeez, Corona okay. beer and show that virus what's up. Am I right? <laughs> oh, so, okay.
1: <laughs> I want to say this. Oh, that no. CNN study. I got caught out by it too. Really, like that was done that was by a PR firm <laughs> specifically to make us all have less faith in our fellow American, and our faith was already I mean, low.
2: So it it does. That's very all I'm, say. I'm like, I, The worst part is, I can genuinely. I would have genuinely believed Look, that. That's how bad guys, it is. Guys, it
0: makes about as much sense as cracking down on southern border crossings because the virus comes from Mexico. Wait a minute.
1: I Yeah. Hey, let's I wait. It. Let's talk about other yeah, things. Let's, yeah, let's, stay let's stay away from this. Um, there, there's no happiness no. down this road. <laughs> this
0: is a joyless road. So let's talk about something that uh, is also joyless, and it's Riot Killing the Boards. Um, I know this is uh, ripping pepperonis, because now the only place to talk about League of Legends Is Reddit. Um, Magical, I know you had a special connection with Uh, the boards. Do you want to give us a little eulogy? So,
2: back in the day, way back in the day, before I did this casting business, before I was streaming, before anybody knew me, I was known just as Magical Voice back in the day. That was my old username, and I'd go to this place called the Rito Boards, and... I remember it just trolling people. I came up with like ideas for like maps that would be cool because I remember that was everyone was talking about magma chamber back then. Not the magma chamber that you guys think, the one v one and two v two. It was the six v six map. I, that, that's how old my time on the boards goes back. But I remember specifically when there was a guy named Volbar and there was Zilius on the boards, and we were discussing a thing called armored bears. <laughs> And it oh, was- no. someone made a post one day, I forget who it was, saying, Why is there a lack of armored bears in the game? We need armored bears. And posted like a screenshot of a bear with armor. And I saw that I'm like, I agree! So I started going along with that too. I was posting like random things with pictures of armored bears that I would just find on YouTube. Or, yeah, YouTube, on Google Images. And if I couldn't find one, I'd just make my own and like, MS Paint, and put put it on there. And Valbar was a rioter at the time who got behind us and was like backing us, like give us armored bears. Then there's Zilius, another rioter who's the guy who's named uh for Zillion. He was like, no, Armored Bears are dumb. We should never have that. And so it was a big faction of the pro Armored Bears and the anti-Armored uh, Bears. And so I posted a lot of random pictures on, <laughs> of just Armored Bears all over the place. I got suspended, I think, for like a day because I posted a little bit too much, but that's a whole other thing. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a very magical I am story. not surprised and, at all. And, and eventually
2: we got Volibear, and I was happy, and I played him a lot, and it was a good time.
0: That's the most wholesome thing to come out of, like, fans posting stuff because like the most I remember like fan stuff becoming reality was like battle bunny ribbon. Yeah, I yeah, that remember that Hanskin too. Yeah, I remember that too. Surprise, surprise. Um, so yeah, like having, having something wholesome like that come out of it, It's also great. I did, you know, I knew that there was like a in game lore zillion volibear feud. I didn't know yep, where it now came you know. from. That's amazing.
1: That's absolutely incredible. And you know, Here's the thing, I, I, I'm gonna miss the boards for those kind of moments, but I don't think they were happening they anyway nowadays, to be quite honest. The, the boards have been pretty much abandoned. I I understand why Riot is doing this. I think it is a mistake for two reasons. One, you're losing a lot of history there. Um, you know, whether it's a post that, you know, people rallied around for for memes or that's a fan favorite or whatever else. Or uh, for a lot of people, technical issues. You know, the Riot. Is the server
0: status up or not? I used to mm -hmm. check that back in 2011. Same.
1: There's a lot of information for a lot of people that's just going to disappear. And I don't like that. I think Riot should provide text backups for everything before they bring it down. I think that's something that would be fair to pressure Riot for. I don't think that would be an unreasonable request before they do so. The other thing that worries me is that. It is doubling down on putting faith in the R League of Legends mod team. And, you know, I don't, let's, I don't yeah, want to yeah, get, I'm into, like, let's that get like into that. Into let's not get into that. Let's uh, stick away I don't that. want to get into the Valorant I think, controversy. I think we're
0: more or less on the same we page. Are, but though. I
1: think there is something that is instinctually dangerous about having people that are outside your company that theoretically do not have any legal tying to you. And if they did, then that would be its own problem. But assuming that they don't, this is a lot to take out of your control in terms of messaging. You are telling people now that that is the place that they should go whenever they want to find particular bits of information. So it better be good. It better be well-managed. It better be clean. It better be welcoming. It better be, you know, there's a lot of things. And I I don't think that's the a description of the subreddit as it tends to stand mm-hmm. in general. I don't think mm-hmm. we're there yet. No. And so... That's the face you want to put forward for PR. That's Riot's choice. I don't know that it's one that they will be glad they did in the long run, but it will save them time and money for managing something that they didn't really feel like doing anymore in the first place. So, good? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I guess it's
0: just one of those things where, like, you're right, the board is—it's been pretty dusty for a while. I think it's just—the biggest issue with discussion around League of Legends— has been that it 's just centered around a single subreddit and I think this is kind of a problem of the nature of reddit in general because there's just even even if even if we didn 't have the problems we have with that particular subreddit, like there is just the potential for abuse on a single platform that 's run by you know a small cabal that decides what lives and what dies and uh, you know I, I think uh, now that i 've kind of lived for a day in, 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 in the journalist world, I think that 's a huge problem when it 's people's livelihoods at stake um, it 's just it's just troubling. Obviously, this particular story isn't like it isn't specifically about that. It's just troubling that there aren't too many alternatives. And I kind of wish there were. Um, but, you know, people need to use them, I, I guess. I don't really have any, anything else to say about it.
1: Yeah. Um, I have a feeling uh, from what we are seeing from the communications leads for both Rioters when it comes to all the Valorant stuff uh, that they are getting a lot of feedback right now. I hope— that people do so constructively. Because I think there are constructive ways to approach this conversation that Riot would be open to. And I think there are very not constructive ways to have this conversation that the internet tends to love. And I really hope we go for the former.
0: Yeah, I, I hope so too. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think with all of that, unless magically you had any closing thoughts, I, uh, I wanted to take us on a journey to a different galaxy. Is everyone ready for it? Space, Ooh. space, space. New space, TFT set! Space, it's gonna gotta be space. Hype. Gotta go space. Um, we got, we, yeah, we got, space, space. We go into space. space. Uh, yeah, the new set uh, of, of um, TFT is is looking pretty good. It's going to be launching this month, uh, very soon, if I'm recalling correctly. And the theme is going to be galaxies. And you know, kind of like how we have elemental uh, rifts at the moment, or elemental boards, or whatever in the current set of TFT. Uh, we're gonna have different galaxies, and like sometimes you'll spawn in a regular set, sometimes you'll spawn in like a different galaxy or a different universe or whatever. I think one of the ones quoted was like it, you know it's it's the Nicoverse where you get two Nico's yep. help to start, which by the way, three stars are gonna become a big thing again. uh I'm just saying that right now because if you're getting two Nico's helps, that's gonna be a thing um I don't know I mean I think the the champions are, you know, the, the champions we're going to see are going to be are going to be interesting. I think the theme is cool. I do like that TFT keeps things pretty fresh. Magical? So what do you? I do you played
2: feel? a game before we get, uh, did the podcast. So It's actually what I was doing when you guys were like, "Where are you?" I was playing a game of TFT. So I got to play, and the galaxy I got was the four cost galaxy. Where? Oh, did it, it drop already? It's on PB. Did it drop already? It's on I, PB. I thought it was still in the f- I know, It's days. on PB. Oh, you're yes, the PB. So- Oh, yeah, okay. So, soon so, I'll probably tell I'll us probably about be it. streaming about, your about your galaxy that later tank. today, which means yesterday when the podcast goes live, as well as today when the podcast goes live, so that people can see it. Um, that way, twitch.tv slash MadMagical, just so you know. Uh, so, anyways, going back to what I was saying, um, it's actually fun. I got the four-cost galaxy, which means everyone starts with a four-cost unit, and I got Cho'Gath to start it off. Um, it's definitely, you can tell, that they're still working on the the assets and stuff and making it look pretty. It's... Very beta, which is why it's perfect for the PvE at the moment. But it, it's interesting. I kind of think I like this a little bit better than what we saw with Rise of the Elements. It feels more like the first set. Where the first set, it felt like there's a lot of clarity with what you're able to do, what the spells are cast. And that was a problem that uh, the team, like I know Mordog was saying, that they didn't feel confident with the Rise of the Elements. Because it felt like there's a lot of stuff hidden that you couldn't visualize and see. So it made it hard not only to commentate, but just to spectate in general. Because you're not sure exactly what was happening, why you are winning, why you were losing. And so this one's trying to get a lot more of that. Where you can visualize everything. And it's, I like it. I do, I do think the only problem I have with it is a lot of the units look samey. Because it is one thing, which is galaxies. Everything looks like it's space. From space, gotta go to space. And that to me, makes it so almost the units themselves don't have that clarity, unlike the first set where it's like, you could clearly see what was glacial, what was bl- uh, sorcerer, what was everything. You could visualize that perfectly. This is kind of like, everything looks like it's space, so none of it looks that unique besides maybe, like, the Dark Star, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to do more with that. Um, I think they can, I mean, certainly, that's there, why it's a VBE, so right?
0: so much stuff to draw from that fits the galaxy motif, right? Like you've got Odyssey, you've got star guardians, like dark star is just one mm-hmm. of many. I think there's, there's a lot, there's a lot that we haven't yet seen.
1: Yeah. The project skins will be in. There. Those oh, will be later. Yeah, I, no, right. no, they already I, have
2: some of them. the cybernetics. That's what they are called in uh, the set. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, so I, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the, the new boards. I will say I haven't played a ton of TFT. I used to play Dota underlords and then Dota underlords, uh, well, Bad. they sure are trying. I will say they did apparently release a campaign, so I guess I got to try that just to see yeah, what the can, hell single player campaign looks like. You can be, you can can be, our, you can be like. our
0: boots on the ground in, in Dota Underlords campaign mode. Chase. I'm
1: telling you, man, I I thought like ge- I could go on a whole rant on um, what that game was and why. On it's the not next what episode of Chase's, Chase's Corner. But I will say the thing that I love is when games in this genre do something to mix it up. The basic match three is interesting, but it is not. Uh, a long-term attention grabber for me. I need a little bit more. And and you can't necessarily directly interact in a clear, visible way the way you can in, say, Legends of Runeterra as a card game. So anything to increase visibility on that is great. Uh, I can tell you right now, I've played one game of TFT. Uh, I played it with Pyrrha, though only technically, because his computer died a very sad death.
0: But you got, like, second place, right? I finished
1: second. But here's the thing. I went from first to losing like eight or nine matches in a row, and I have no idea what changed between those two things. Um, and so I, anything that does that and anything that changes up the board so that every game feels different, these are the things that will give a game like Team Fate Tactics staying power in a way that, say, auto chess or uh, Dota Underlords in the West just hasn't.
0: Yeah. Also mobile. I want to see mobile
2: soon. N- that's going to be dangerous for me. That? What do you mean? I'm just going to spend all my time on my <laughs> tablet... <laughs> Five o'clock in the morning, playing TFT and playing Legends of Runeterra, and people are gonna be like, "Why don't you sleep?" I'm like, "Because it calls. It calls to me."
0: I, I don't I don't see the problem.
1: Yeah, no. when Legends of Runeterra comes out on mobile, uh, you're just not gonna see me. Um, but that's fine. Uh, Guys, it's a bad time to note we're gonna be
0: canceling the podcast uh, <laughs> when the Legends of Runeterra comes out on mobile. Remember me as I am, <laughs>
1: a mediocre podcast co-host. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, don't underrate yourself. <laughs> I think you have it in you to be a pretty okay podcast co-host. Yeah!
1: I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys,
0: let's, we've been talking about stuff related to Riot for the whole episode, but we do have a couple other things. So why don't we talk a little bit about uh, what you were leading to earlier, Chase, I am Katowice. Um, yeah. Obviously, we don't really need to go into detail about the uh, you know what happened with the crowds because the coronavirus fears um, prompted the Polish government, the local Polish government to revoke the pass about 48 hours before the finals were set to be played super
1: fan did you see the guy who had the tattoo uh carmack reached out to him took him out to breakfast because he'd like thousands of miles oh god yeah and it was his favorite game ever
0: yeah people were all there all ready to go and then apparently esl were just like running around to every bar in town and like hanging out with them which is really cool but by the way you know obviously safety concerns legitimate Polish government, if you're going to make a decision like this, don't do it 48 hours in advance when everyone's already arrived, because that prevents nothing.
1: I have some bad news for you about the Polish government. I don't want to hear it. No, you don't. I don't want to hear so it. So we're going to talk about IAM Katowice, kind of which is yeah, a great event. let's do that. Anyways, um,
0: and <laughs> speaking of greatness... Holy crap! Have you guys seen this simple guy? Yeah, this, this new guy. Yeah, new, Never seen him before. Everyone. <laughs> um, no, but it, 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 seriously, like, simple was on another level. He like ascended to godhood. This is the old yeah, simple. simple
1: has been. The, yeah, he, he's been the best play. Like he and, and Zaiwu, I think, uh, go back and forth. Do for you the mean Zaiwoo right now? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no do actually, mean that. Um, You've
0: clearly not been to enough live CS:GO events, my friend.
1: Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, no, look, I, I really like this Na'vi team. I think that they've been uh, coming on strong. Uh, they had a really good performance at Blast Premier uh, to take first place in that season. So, you know, we, we saw that they were on the come up Are they sure. the best team in the world now? Like, is that no, and that's still Astralis. Yeah. Yeah. Astralis is banked.
0: You need, you need a few more Na'vi wins right. before we can—
2: Even though they did crush but, but Astralis. Oh,
0: my God. Help.
1: Navi's number two. I mean, they,
0: they, they, yeah, they crushed through everybody in the semis and the finals. And then that G2 finals, you know, it's just simple. That that, that flick jump, the thing that sticks out in my mind, that little flick jump on Inferno where you're like, he doesn't even have time. It looks like to squeeze off a shot and he does.
1: Yeah. You're putting that in the show notes because everyone Mm -hmm. needs to see it. It is, it is obscene. I have never like, don't get me wrong. As my sister once said, I have the reflexes
0: of a dead cow. It's a blink and you miss it. And like it, it's a shot. I didn't blink and I
1: missed it. Like, it's insane. Like, I have no idea yeah. how he could possibly register that quickly. But look, this is exactly what we need. Now, if you look at, like, the top teams in CSGO, you've got Astralis, right? They're the, you know, the, the dynasty, three majors in a row. That's a fun team. You've got Na'Vi with Simple, who might be the best player in the world. Uh, you've got a mouse esports team that's finally coming together, you know, this consistent group of veterans. You've got Fnatic with, uh, you know, so many... Uh, veterans and golden's return has made that team real fun g2 ever since they signed nexa and hunter you know they took the best parts of that uh that windigo team I, i think they had a different name in between before they they left but that roster uh and have now become good team liquid is sixth and i think that's fair and we're not that long ago from them having one of the greatest win streaks we've seen at csgo so like and, and, you know, we haven't talked about Evil Geniuses. We haven't talked about FaZe. We haven't gotten to Vitality, which, again, Zywu was a thing. We haven't talked about 100 Thieves and how they've taken on that Renegades roster. What about Liquid? They're not totally crap. I, I, I went into Liquid already. Oh. I, I yeah, did like yeah. a whole steal. Where were you? you, missed Where were you? It. Yeah, Sitting on the attention. couch <laughs> next to me. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I can tell. I want to team Liquid. I mean, I'm sorry,
2: but oh, that, that's past.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's over now. Wow. You know what? You're going to have to listen to the podcast. You should like, comment, subscribe. This is meta. You know, if you really want to show the, the makers how they Let play, us know, you know on
2: Twitter show. as well your thoughts good. about the podcast. Yeah. You can hit us up at the Pod. What about Liquid?
1: <laughs> what about Liquid? The fact that they're the sixth best team, and I think that's fair, says so much about how good CSGO is right now.
0: Yeah, that's actually very true. I mean, yeah, it's exciting. I think, I think this tournament is kind of a microcosm of like what, what we can look forward to in the next upcoming events.
1: And this is why I don't like... Valorant isn't a CSGO killer, it's an Overwatch killer. CS:GO is going to be fine. It's yeah, too I mean, simplistic. It's, I, too,
0: it's like you know, I, Chase. I want to agree with you, but I, I think someone's already beaten them to that, that crime scene, and that's Blizzard themselves.
1: Ooh, that's Oof. fair. Oof. You're not yeah. wrong. But look, I mean, you're just mean. I mean, at
0: this point, at this point, there are no punches left to pull. Like we're putting them out of its misery. Uh, here's the thing about like. Overwatch and other games. I think Valorant and, and what Riot are trying to do with Valorant is not necessarily specifically targeted game, right? I think they're trying to disrupt the genre. Agreed. Which is what they, they, they profess they wanna do. And I think, I think it has the potential to do that. Obviously, we won't know until the game's actually out, but in, in a little bit of a redux of this, like, yeah, like Valorant has potential to shake things up across the board. It definitely won't kill CSGO no. because CSGO is a great game.
1: Counter-Strike will- prove it, Right. It. Might Counter-Strike be, well, always- The thing is, it, the fact that yeah. Counter-Strike in 2020, is setting peak concurrent player records is incredible. Well, I was about to say... And whatever you think about FPS's, like, CSGO deserves all those success. When you
2: look at, like, CSGO, it's like, it's like how you look at Dota 2, to be honest. It's, Dota 2 is still a thing, even though League of Legends exists. Just because Valorant's going to be a thing doesn't mean CSGO is going to go anywhere. Like not at, not at all. In fact, I think <laughs> yeah. all it's going to do is make more people play it, it, that genre. It might genre. be the final
0: nail in the Overwatch coffin. I think to, right. the, to the to the proof of what Chase was saying. I think some less healthy shooter games that are very related will find themselves on the way out as the player base and the
2: viewer base. Right, and it's going to be Valorant and CS:GO then. I'm
0: just well, looking forward to six oh, I consider still. that I a different a relatively healthy type, scene. though.
2: I'll be honest.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Call it's, of Duty well, for you. Like it's sort of I like. Right? I think
2: Rainbow Six Siege is actually a really good.
0: Also, Halo, game. Halo Infinite. No. Ah, no. Uh? no. Uh?
2: Oh,
1: hold on. I'm gonna fight for uh, Halo. We talked about that sorry. last week. Yeah, the Point I think is, C-S1's I don't think it's gonna, gonna be. Do I don't
0: think it's gonna be CS:GO and mm-hmm. Valorant. Like I think it's very. That's early in the to same category that. as Rainbow Six Siege. I do uh, think Siege there too. are
2: some. It's like in that category. Okay, sure.
0: But I guess my point is, like, they're all FPSs, and I think it's, it's fair to give them some of their due. Also, if you really want to expand the definition up, like, we've still got all the Battle Royale games. And again, another
2: said. category. Well, a different here, category.
1: Okay. Here's going to be the power move. When Riot offers franchising spots for their first League for Valorant for 5 to $10 million, maybe $15 million, just to make the whole... 40 to 60 million dollars from blizzard look absolutely I don't, absurd i
0: don't want to hear those numbers that's just depressing i'm just like like <laughs> that's <laughs> gonna be fun well you know what why don't we talk about numbers and things in decline because chase i know <laughs> at the end of the podcast we've got some wonderful stuff <laughs> just like that uh, and we haven't done one of these Transition. in a while
2: <laughs> oh dude i'm the master of it and you were we trying got, to say you're we trying to say on script while. me and chase are just cracking up so <laughs>
0: you know, you know I, I know how I know how this works. This is this is this is what you guys do and I try to hold things together poorly, but you know, I'm, I'm like am slapping oh! the duct tape on the giant leaking tank of water. <laughs> Anyways, here's what we're talking about because Chase hasn't had one of these segments in a while, but I think it's about time to circle back to the good old devs of Fortnite with another edition of epic fails.
1: Oh, hey, Epic, how you doing? It's been a while. I I know you've been busy, Uh, with Season 11 being the longest season you've ever had by like two months because you couldn't figure out when you were going to launch the next season. But it's nice to have you here. Uh, Welcome back. I wish we were here under better circumstances, but it turns out you're taking a page from the fake news playbook uh, because right now Epic Games is feuding with Superdata research. Superdata, for those of you who don't know, pretty well-regarded um, financial, uh, can, they look over uh, the state of the industry and, and where investments have been, both on a, a country perspective, You know, mobile versus console, just a whole bunch of things that they measure um, in the same way that you think, would think of like a new zoo, right? Similar function within the industry. Uh, Superdata made their report about uh, revenue spending. Uh, they noted that console spending for Fortnite uh, was down, uh, or console spending overall was down a steep 42% in the free-to-play market, largely due to lower Fortnite revenue, uh, to which the Fortnite devs said, really, one of the most straight-up, like, I refuse to, like... La, I, la, I, I la, not listening, la, la, this la. On la. the record. <laughs> Here's the quote. Quote. We are disappointed that's actually hold on I have to I have to get a, a goofy uh, voice here. We are disappointed that Superdata has oh, repeatedly God. published wildly inaccurate results about Fortnite based on what we believe is questionable methodology. While we do not and have not publicly shared revenue numbers for Fortnite, we will say that Superdata's reports did not align with reality. Insert
0: Spongebob meme here.
1: Oh, I was thinking Uh, more of the Interdimensional Prince from Monster Prom. Yeah, but that's a lot
0: more niche, and uh, you all should play Monster Prom. Monster Uh, Prom. Chase has been Holding me hostage. I mean, inviting me over to play it like every weekend, and <laughs> it's a amazing. Great game. Oh,
1: tell me that you don't live for. It's Brendan actually Scott, really good. Southern yeah. accent. Again, nope. None of the listeners are going to know about
0: this, Chase. So, like, insert <laughs> insert Spo- insert SpongeBob meme. But also, quick shout out to Monster Prom. We need we everyone needs to play that game. I'll definitely link it to the. I'll link the Steam store link in and description. It, I'm going to be really busy editing. Anyways, it, and
1: shout out to SuperData because SuperData, whatever you will say about, you know, it, it is hard for us to ever know. SuperData seems to be. Very accurate when it compares to everyone else. You don't see other developers attacking super data. You certainly don't see any of them making a statement that harsh, which is just, from a PR perspective, absolutely incredible that Epic thinks that that's the way to handle a report that they dispute. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, Epic, what would make it easy to fight back against this? If you do. Share some of these numbers, right? Like you could provide information. Wait, you're
0: telling me that Epic should release their tax returns?
1: <laughs> I'm just that if Epic wants to complain that other people are making assumptions for them, maybe uh, they should work on that. Uh, but you know what? They've got other things to work on. Because here's the news that you guys haven't heard yet. I found out after we made our planning meeting last night. Epic Games is postponing all of their Fortnite tournaments with cash prizes due to performance issues. Due to issues concerning both the client and the server, oh, the performance is so poor that they cannot hold a competitively integral event. So they're just postponing all of them.
2: Now I get what you were meant earlier what? when you kind of gave the foreshadowing. The, oh my god! <laughs> that, I mean, that—that's—I've heard of performance anxiety, but this is ridiculous.
1: It is like okay. So here's the thing: I would love to give for like Epic credit. Would you? For, at the very least. Not moving, fo- like, okay, compared to, like, previous events where they patched mid-event or they, like, took out a vehicle mid-event because they decided that the bug mattered now even though they knew about it beforehand. Like, at least now they're like, you know what? We're not going to hold a tournament in which people cannot compete on an even playing ground. That is, in isolation, a good thing. How are your servers this bad? How? Hmm. Epic! You've done like so many times, like so many times. I'm I'm so tired. I just... I, I, I don't understand. Poor Chase. Uh, do yeah.
2: we need? Do I, give I him a hug really Chase, quick, cause he has, needs it. He always it. Has something
0: else. I will give him a hug, but but you know what? I think on that note, uh, yeah. Epic. Uh, come on, guys. Let's let's get it back together. But maybe we're you gonna have, have to my, wait.
1: You delayed season twelve so long. How is it this bad? How many months do you need to remember how certain? Every
0: episode, we have Chase yelling into the microphone for a long time. (laughs) And I think this episode is no different. And that is our podcast. Thank you all, everyone, for listening. Have a good one wherever you are in the world. Good evening, good day, good night. But for now, say goodbye, gents. Goodbye, Goodbye, gents.
1: Rhyming is an alliteration.